right. Yes. Hetfield, Metallica, Seek and Destroy. Welcome to Discussing the Truth. I am your host, Ian Hamilton Trottier. We are in our double header here this afternoon. We just got off the line with Robert Bridge. He's the author of Midnight in the American Empire. Call this in from Moscow, where he was dealing with some traffic for the World Cup. But shortly, in about five minutes' time, we will be fielding a call from Sandy Rosenthal. She is the founder of Levies.org. That's L-E-V-E-E-S. She will be phoning in from the New Orleans area. Sandy Rosenthal is a civic activist and founder of Levies.org. She's a native of Attleboro, Massachusetts. What she has discovered is that some things went down in New Orleans during the Katrina catastrophe, disaster, that don't add up. And uh, she um, she found some things that, again, just didn't make sense, i.e. the Army Corps of Engineers knew that, for instance, did they know that the Levy would break and be damaged and leak in 52 parts? The flood and cause catastrophic flooding in New Orleans? It, New Orleans is not entirely under sea level. Not not entirely. No, in fact, the Ninth War, the French Quarter, the Business District, the Garden District, the Treme District, Bywater, those are, those are all parts of New Orleans that happen to not be under sea level. So could this have been avoided, Katrina? Could it have been avoided? Uh, Sandy's won an award recently, just this year, for her work on looking into Levy's and the Hurricane Katrina and the Army Corps of Engineer involvement thereof. The A.B. Freeman School of Business Award for the Tulane Outstanding Social Entrepreneur of the Year is what Rosenthal was just awarded. She'll be joining us in a few moments. Discussions of truth. Truth. That's what we focus on on this weekly program. Every Wednesday, Winwood Radio. Go to my website for a list of past guests that have joined me. Former Reagan administration senior policy advisors. Former CIA agents. In August, we'll be hosting... Gretchen Peters. She's a former ABC News writer, former member of the Associated Press. Well written, well documented, exemplary work of journalism is what Barron's had to say about her recent work, Seeds of Terror. This program, since its inception, close to two years ago, has been very fortunate and has received and hosted some incredible guests. Wolf Street, Wolf Richter, WolfStreet.com, two weeks ago, and prior to that, Nomi Prinz of Goldman Sachs, well, formerly of Goldman Sachs, now an investigative journalist, spoke about her 
current book, Collusion. So, I will cut to a break. And we will be right back with Sandy Rosenthal. Again, you're on Winwood Radio. This is Discussions of Truth. I'm your host, Ian Hamilton Trottier. Thanks for tuning in. I can see a washed out moon through the fog. And then a voice inside my head breaks the analog. And says, Follow me down to the valley below. I am your host for Discussions of Truth. We have online with us today an incredible guest. Uh, Sandy Rosenthal is the founder of Levy's.org. She's calling us from the New Orleans area. Sandra, are you with us? I am with you. Great for taking – thanks for taking your time to join join the program today. Uh, Sandy, tell us a little bit about – what you experienced uh, during Hurricane Katrina back in 2005? Well, uh, I and um, about a million other people were very shocked and surprised when these levees that we'd b- always believed in, had no reason not to, fell over. Uh, and not only did they fall over, but they fell over way before design height. They should have held a lot w- more water than they actually did. So that was a big shock. Okay. And uh, most of us who live here are not very trusting anymore when we're told we're safe. Sure. Um, so I, uh, I was fortunate. I, I personally did not flood, but that okay. gave me um, an opportunity to start the organization Levies.org, the grassroots group. Okay, fantastic. So um, you basically you you basically saw um, your local uh, citizens and Americans suffering, and you found a need to stand up and, uh, in part, be an activist to kind of uh, show uh, 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 help them uh, regain trust, perhaps, um, in in their local government. Would that be an accurate kind of? That is that is not inaccurate. Okay. And and it starts with the citizens standing up and demanding uh, we deserve better. That's how it all happens. Great, fantastic. Okay, so now what is what is what is Levies dot org? Okay, well it's at uh, Levies. Levies, thank you. Levies, like those big hills that, that are supposed to hold back water, except in New Orleans they didn't. And by the way, fifty five percent of the American population is is protected by levees. So it's not a New Orleans thing uh-huh. at, at, at all. Um, the majority of the American population is protected by levees. Uh, but un- until Hurricane Katrina, yeah. we all took them for granted. We, most of us didn't even know where they were. 
but um, we're, we're all paying attention now. And uh, the goal of my organization was to help people um, understand why New Orleans flooded. It was not that Katrina was a big old storm. It was not New Orleans's geography and certainly not local corruption. It was mistakes, uh, egregious design mistakes on the part of the federal government, the Army Corps of Engineers. So talk a little bit a, a little bit about that. Um, off your website, there's a great little video that kind of intros um, uh, a little bit about what what is myth and uh, what is uh, conce- what is what is uh, preconceived and what it, what it was what is fact, what is accurate. Eight hundred thousand people, eight hundred thousand people. That's almost a, you know that's going on a million people here uh, were displaced uh, during Hurricane right. Katrina. Hurricane Katrina stands as the uh, most devastating natural disaster in American history. Well, we, we call it a man-made disaster, but yes, it was, it was the worst civil engineering disaster in the history of the United States. I'm glad you made that distinction. Uh, you've just said it's it, it, you've just said a, a civil engineering disaster. So l- for listeners, let's make please make that distinction. You've you've not used the word natural disaster. I have. You've used the word civil engineering disaster. Make that distinction if you would. Well, um, actually, few disasters are natural. Um, most of the the disasters that cause human human loss and suffering, uh, there are people hiding behind all that talk of water and wind. In fact, that's the name of my book, uh, Words Whispered in Water. Um, always beware that because usually human beings are hiding behind the talk of water and wind. Um, so the, the, the issue is that the um, devastation and loss was man-caused mistakes, bad, bad engineering. And so... What okay okay so so let's let's go let's go back a little bit in time mm-hmm. and talk about the Flood Control Act of 1964. What is that and how does that relate to um to to, to the Levy uh, that uh, the Army Corps of Engineers may have neglected in regards to the construction uh, a- a- adequacy thereof? Okay, the in 1965 um, Hurricane Betsy came through the city of New Orleans and caused a lot of damage, and then we realized that these levees um, were, you know, important for protecting the city. The city is a big port. If New Orleans goes down, the whole country goes down, as I'm sure many people remember after Hurricane Katrina. So Congress decided that from then on forward, the federal government would be in charge of designing and building the levees for the city of New Orleans. And and for 40 years we didn't have a, a big storm, and then in in uh, 19, um, excuse me, 2005, along came Hurricane Katrina, which was a devastating storm in Mississippi, but in the state of Louisiana was not that big a storm. Hmm. Unfortunately, the Army Corps of Engineers had misdesigned those levees. They were trying to save money on steel, hmm. and determined they only needed to drive sheet piling down into the ground 17 feet instead of 50. Oh. And during Hurricane Katrina, yes. And during the Katrina, long before the, the levees reached design capacity, the levees fell over. Oh, my and, goodness. And I, most people aren't aware of that. Most people think Katrina was a huge storm. It was, yeah. a, it was a big one, but not for us in Louisiana. It was in Mississippi. And the Army Corps of Engineers spent a lot of money uh, fooling the American public into believing that somehow that Katrina was a big storm, which it was not yeah. in the city of New Orleans. Wow. And that's why uh, I founded the group levies.org to set the record straight. Uh-huh. And, and, and you've gotten some acclaim for that. Uh, who in particular has recognized you? I, the list is probably quite long. 
the uh, the, the the most imp- probably the most important I would say is the major papers. The New York Times um, has featured a a major piece uh, in 2005. Uh, d- d- you know, making it clear, no, no, it was not local corruption. It was not anything, anything other than poor engineering. Uh, this was in a uh, f- above the page, above the fold front page story of the New York Times in 2015. And, and so I would yeah. say that's probably the biggest uh, seal of approval. Yeah, yeah, okay. And and uh, and and your your organization, your grass, grassroots organization, was directly mentioned. Yes, we were. Fantastic. Okay, so so what we're looking at for listeners to follow along here, Katrina, what your message is, Sandy, is that Katrina was not a natural disaster. It wasn't. How does how does that storm size even compare to some of these other storms? Let's go back to like Betsy. What does what does that storm size compare to, to other storms? Okay, Betsy um, was a was a Cat Five, uh, and so was. Hurricane Katrina. They both were Cat 5 storms. But um, a hurricane, uh, it, it, what causes the damage is storm surge. Wind doesn't do all, that, that much damage. Uh, it's the storm surge um, that, and in the case of the city of New Orleans, the surge knocked down the levees, and so the entire, almost the entire city was submerged. I'm sure your listeners know uh, 80% of the city was underwater. That's a lot of water. So, therefore, man-caused, you know, as opposed to natural. Again, uh, the, the, the great Houston flooding, uh, many would call that a natural disaster. Um, folks like myself would, would call that a disaster caused by poor planning, poor um, urban planning, um, developers uh, developing uh, areas for people to live in, telling them they were safe when they had to have known that Houston is pretty much one giant floodplain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. And, 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 and it's similar here. And, and one, one note I want to make uh, clear is that the, 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 the conception is that New Orleans is a city uh, overall, the metropolitan area, that is below sea level. But that's not accurate. That's not exactly no, accurate. No, it's not. 50% of the city is at or well above sea level. 50%? Yes. <laughs> so, so how could this have been prevented? The the Army Corps of Engineers um, did did not use a peer review. In other words, they they come up with the designs, but they they send it off to another department within themselves you know, to check their designs. Mm-hmm. They should have sent it out to either a private firm or or uh, anything other than themselves. And what and had that peer review, uh, ha- just having other experts. It's like you go to a doctor, you get a second opinion. Yeah. Same thing. If the um, so the uh, after it's all said and done, experts have said had the Army Corps of Engineers had some sort of second opinion, if you will, that this this disaster could have been avoided. Uh, there are other experts that say the mistakes that the Army Corps of Engineers made, uh, uh, an engineering 101 student could have found them. Oh my goodness! I mean, is it is it is it is it is it a stretch? To, why was this so blatantly overlooked? To save money. Well, um, well, the what happened was the in I've studied this greatly. In my mind, this wasn't um, any no intentional. It was just a mistake. Mm-hmm. It was it was a mistake. But the big difference is, and here's the key: had a private company built those levees and they'd fall fallen over and killed thousands, the um, the people would be in prison. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. because this was the federal government, uh, they're immune from. Uh, um, 
from financial uh, damages, and they're immune from, and, and nobody went to prison. In fact, no one at the Army Corps of Engineers lost so much as a parking spot. Oh, my goodness. Nobody resigned in disgrace. Uh, the Army Corps of Engineers is immune from, um, it's protected in case, mm-hmm. th- in case their designs go wrong. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, maybe that's a big problem right there. And have you, if, so, if, go ahead. I was just getting ready to say I just took a gulp of water, but um, but that could be you know at the root of all this. You know the Army Corps doesn't have peer review, and um, the Army Corps, such as it is built, uh, doesn't have an incentive to build things right because they don't get punished if they build them wrong. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, and so 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 can we say that it was a you know I mean going down seventeen feet versus fifty feet that's yeah, That's going to save quite difference. a bit of money. Well, you save a lot of money in steel. The Army Corps saved $100 million in steel uh, when they made that decision. And they, they thought they'd, they'd done a good thing. They thought they were saving the, 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 uh, the American taxpayer. These are built by uh, that the, the, the whole country pays for these levies. They're federal, built by the federal okay. government, much uh-huh. as hi- federal highways and federal bridges. Yeah. Uh, these levies are federal. The Army Corps thought they were saving money and doing a good thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. I look for ways to save money every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, they made a mistake. They made an engineering design mistake. Mm-hmm. And have you has has the city of New Orleans received any type of an apology? No, and the reason is uh, the army does not apologize for its mistakes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a it's a sort of an unwritten rule. You do not ever apologize. That's that's they call that like uh, bayoneting the wounded. You, you don't ever admit you've made a mistake. So no, the answer is no. We have not received an apology. Uh, from the Army Corps of Engineers. Um, one man, um, his name was Carl Strzok. Uh, he was commander of the Army Corps in 2005 when this happened. And he actually said the words mea culpa, um, but he but uh, he said mea culpa, but. I'm sorry, but. And then, and then tried to um, put blame for the engineering mistakes on, on the people of New Orleans. Which to me, that's not to say yeah, but that's not an apology. Well, how 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 does how can sh- how can blame be shifted on the people in New Orleans as if they if as if they knew how to engineer a, a levy? For many years, the Army Corps of Engineers blamed the people of New Orleans uh, because uh, local levy officials, there's federal people build them levies, and also local people are involved as well. And the, the local people were worried about the Corps' designs. They were worried about some plans that they had. So uh, they lobbied Congress to push for what they thought was a better plan and a more expensive plan. And the Army Corps built the more expensive plan. Unfortunately, that plan uh, bat- was badly designed and it broke. And the Army Corps of Engineers used that as a reason to put the blame back on us. I don't mean to be get too complicated here, but it's kind of like the best way to explain it is, Let's say the Army Corps was going to build a bridge or a tunnel, and, and let's say they decide to build a bridge, and the bridge breaks. Well, the Corps could come back and say, well, I wanted to build a tunnel, but you made me build a bridge. Well, you see, that's not an excuse, and that's, that's what the Army Corps did. That's exactly what they did. Uh-huh. Interesting. And, and I, don't, yeah. I don't know if listeners realize this. I, 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 I broadcast weekly out of Miami. I'm reading a 2013 Al Jazeera article, which is quoted as saying, according to a recent study, of the 136 largest coastal cities globally, if they do not invest in better flood protection, global loss will top $1 trillion annually by 2050. 
50, 5 0. Among those 136, three New Orleans, New York, and Miami could account for 31% of those global losses. And it goes on, the article goes on to say, in 2013, the, 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 those losses amount to estimate $65 billion. In 2050, they could be $260 billion. So even in Miami, residents and listeners, they may not realize when these hurricanes blow through here what these losses could be could 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 be looking like and, and even in even in New York of course so those those three areas New Orleans Miami and New York are extremely prone to some of these flooding damages and and like you well, like you mentioned Sandy people may not realize the importance of New Orleans in the U.S. economy, because mm-hmm. that's kind of the mouth that, of trade up and mm-hmm. down the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. So, well, what, port city, yeah, a port city, and you know, I've even I've been down to, and and historically, one of the key uh, the key designs to defense to fortifying the U.S. from coast to coast has been something called Fort Jefferson, which is about 70 miles off the coast of Key, Key West called uh, in the Dry Tortuga. And it was that element of defense against uh, attacks that kind of protected the Gulf of Mexico and, the, you know, the, the, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, those, those kind of coastal uh, and even Texas uh, coastal states to defense. You know, that's what that does is it shows the importance of, um, of 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 protecting their trade, which is coming in and out of New Orleans. Now, what is what is the Army Corps of Engineers done to uh, uh, somehow reconcile um, what what you are drawing attention to as being their mistake? Um, well, I'm happy ahead. to answer that, and I also yeah. wanted to add one thing to what you said about how the, how critical it is to keep these uh, navigation channels open so that the stuff can get delivered to everybody's doorstep, is it's my understanding, I've heard it from people that I know personally, that the number one thing the feds were interested when we were uh, doing search and rescue was getting the port back open again. That was a higher priority than search and rescue. Oh, my goodness, yes. And I heard that from people who were there. But but um, without without trying to be you know, nasty or anything, it was critical to get this port back open and running after Hurricane Katrina. Because the whole the whole nation depends on it, but getting back to the the Army Corps and uh, uh, I, I do you, do you mean what did they do to uh, to do better to, to improve their track record? Is that, is that what you meant? Well, how is how is how what how is that levy? Uh, how has it been strengthened uh, for future storm threats? Oh, the levies. Yeah. Oh, well, um, the federal government poured uh, fourteen billion dollars into rebuilding the system. Okay. Now, and with the same contractor. Now, if, if, if I had a contractor and they built a house that fell to the ground, I wouldn't have hired the same contractor. Yeah. Unfortunately, with the, the, the with the way the government is set up, the Army, Army Corps has to be the organization that rebuilds it. So, Congress gave them fourteen billion dollars and said, "Okay, do it right this time." Keep in mind, they had to do it quickly, so that that's going to take a toll on quality. Uh, so, so that we can we we can only hope Certainly. that we have a good system. Uh, we. Uh, I think we do. The one thing for sure, if these levies were to break, it would be difficult for the Army Corps to blame us this time. We're not going to, we're not going to take that lying down. It was that was a hard one to, 
to accept even at the time, but we know better now, that the Army Corps designs and builds, period. So if they break, it's the Army Corps' fault, um, not the maintenance man. The only thing that the local governments do here is maintain levies after they're, after they're built. Okay. So, so okay. Sandy, what has, what has, how has the levy improved? What are some of the improvements that have been made? Okay. The, 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 the biggest improvement is a, a giant wall has been built um, to stop storm surge from getting into the city. And this, this wall is so big, it's my understanding it's visible from space. Wow. It's that big. Um, so that's the, the main thing that's changed. Other things that have changed is all of the levees in the city. Uh, you remember I said they fell over uh, because they, the sheet pilings were too short? Yeah. Remember I talked about that? Well, we're highly aware now that we have levees with... Um, with foundations that are too weak. So the Army Corps uh, refurbished every levee in the city uh, in various ways. Uh, the Army Corps also doesn't allow water um, into our drainage canals above a certain height, uh, so they've built gates at the mouths of all of our drainage canals. So a lot of money and a lot of technical know-how has gone into making the city safer. And I do think, you know, I, I still live here, and I encourage yeah. people to come live here because we have a much, much better system now than we did before Hurricane Katrina arrived 13 years ago. Excellent. Now, what about Mississippi? Because it sounds like the brunt of the storm had kind of hit a little bit north of you in Mississippi. Is, is there a... Go ahead. It was, yeah, the, the, the quadrant of the storm that, that packs the biggest punch is, is the, um, the upper right quadrant, or I should say that the, the northeast quadrant. Mississippi got that hard. We got the weaker end. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot of wind damage. In fact, when I got from, back from Hurricane Katrina, the papayas were still in my trees. It didn't Whoa. even knock the papayas out of my trees. It wasn't a, a big wind event. It was a water event because of the levees breaking. But back to Mississippi, mm-hmm. uh, Mississippi is a coastal, coastal state. Um, it doesn't have a whole lot of wetlands like Louisiana and uh, Florida. And it, it gets it gets hit head on, uh, and it's my understanding that um, beachfront property is is built way high off the ground now, or further further back from the um, from the ocean's uh, beach the beach site. Now, Sandy, what is the term whitewash? What does that mean? I'm sorry, what was that? Whitewash. Whitewash. Yeah. Okay. Well, my understanding of a whitewash is an investigation that is that is fixed so that it won't find something. That's my understanding of a whitewash. Was it, was there, was it, were there any cases of representatives or some sort of element, elements of the, of, of, of local government or the side of the army Corps of engineer uh, of if there, if there, if there were, if there were people questioning what was happening or being outspoken in opposition to, were there, if there was, if there wasn't, just like, but I thought, I thought there may have been some uh, false Twitter accounts or some social media. Okay, I, I, I'm pretty certain I know what you're talking about. Right after Katrina, I was very outspoken about who was responsible for these uh, levy breaches, and I was attacked um, viciously online. Uh, not through Twitter, but through um, Facebook and through the websites and on comments, on newspaper comments. And I, using back-end tools available to any amateur blogger, figured out that these nasty comments were coming from the Army Corps of Engineers' uh, head headquarters. Wow. And, and I brought this um, to the attention of the newspapers and to our sitting senator at the time, and uh, she she launched an investigation with the Pentagon. I begged her to go to the Department of Justice because 
the Army Corps of Engineers reports to the Department of Defense. Mm. So in my mind, I was just sending it up the same chain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a whitewash. The uh, Pentagon came back and said the the uh, Army Corps of Engineers fired a couple of people uh, who were sending those nasty comments. It was basically an astroturf campaign. Um, uh, p- people pretending they weren't uh, uh, working for the Army Corps, disguising their identities and logging online and attacking me. And calling me any name in the book, me and my son. I founded the organization with my 15-year-old son. And you were tracing these IP addresses back to the Army Corps of Engineers? Headquarters, yes. In D.C.? Uh, no, headqu- no, headquarters in New Orleans. Oh, okay. New Orleans headquarters. Um, but, which, by the way, the, the New Orleans Army Corps of Engineers office is the largest in the country because of the sheer number of levees and, and navigation structures we have here. Do you know wow. the, um, the uh, I, I don't want to change the subject, to, uh, we can get back to the whitewash if you want, yeah. but, and I'm happy to, but uh, most people aren't aware that the flood protection system in here in New Orleans, the urban system, is the largest in the country and maybe the largest in the world. Uh, the next, uh, if if the New Orleans urban flood protection system on a scale of one to ten were a ten, the next closest would be a three, and that oh. would be Cape Girardeau, and the next closest after that would be a two, and that's Dallas. So My goodness. the city is 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 um, got a lot of levees and infrastructure, and again, it's because we're ports. It's largely because we're a port city. Yeah. Okay. But back to the back to the whitewash. Yeah, the the Pentagon. Uh, it ended up being a whitewash. The Pentagon limited its investigation, only looked at two, two, a couple of people, and I have evidence that this um, the, this attack campaign uh, launched against me and my group was much more than one or two people. It was it was over a course of years, um, but that you know that's okay. At least at least we caught him in the act, and it stopped after that. But Sandy, why? This is your this is somebody reporting to to your national defense these are supposed to be people that are looking out for your best interests why why would they do um, this i i agree with you it's it's uh, the activity is reprehensible um it, it, apparently it's not illegal um because the, the the people who were caught doing this were, were fired and nothing more than that happened to them i i agree with you is reprehensible. But, you know, I also believe it's going on somewhere every day in the country where people in a position of public trust are abusing um, online tools and features to attack people, um, pretending they're not who they are. Uh-huh. So, so and I guess all we can do as citizens is to try to be a, uh, watchful for them for when we see them, when we see this happening. Yeah. And, and so if we have any listeners that might want to go down that same right, how, how is it that you traced that, that IP address? How did you do that? Uh, I, I, again, it was using back-end tools available to amateur bloggers. Uh, an amateur blogger has uh, – I use WordPress, actually, WordPress, um, which most, peop- most bloggers are familiar with. Um, and IP addresses are you, – you can see an IP address um, to a, a, um, an a online commenter um, who is logging into your website. And uh, using, using that and using a, 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 a web count, a, a counting program, analytics, it's, a, it's an analytics program called StatCounter, I was able to figure out that these comments were coming from the core. And I'm not a techie. Believe me, I am not a software techie. Um, so it's, it's rather remarkable that uh, the Army Corps was that um, sloppy. Yeah, uh, right. In, in their subterfuge, but they got caught, um, and I, 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 people get caught when they they think they won't be caught. They when they when they think yeah. that no one's watching. 
Now, you've had the support, or rather New Orleans, for that matter, has had the support of uh, one celebrity in particular. Tell us about uh, John Goodman's involvement in in, in your foundation. John Goodman, what what a wonderful man. Um, Yes, he offered his uh, famous voice and face uh, to do a public service announcement for us very, very early on. Uh, and, And for anyone out, any listeners out there, uh, wanting to start a grassroots group and get a movement going. You don't have to have a celebrity, but it sure does help if, if you can get one. So that's, and that's what we did. I, I, my, my son, Stanford, uh, and his daughter, Molly, had been in the same class at school since kindergarten. And I decided to utilize that connection, and he said, sure. Good. And he, and he did it. So, so again, you don't have to have a celebrity, but it, and in this world, it does help if you can get one. <laughs> right. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about um, Professor Ray Seed at UC Berkeley? Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. Tell us about, yeah, what has what he said? He is a, a really good man, one of the most honorable men I've ever met in my life. Uh, he he and a, a, another group of men were the uh, the. A key group of independent investigators on the ground right after Hurricane Katrina doing an investigation. Uh, But their efforts were thwarted. The Army Corps wouldn't let them on site to see the damage, um, wouldn't let them speak to the press, um, put put all these obstacles and and hurdles into their every step. And because of this, I'm, 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 I'm shortening the story by a lot for your listeners, but because of the uh, the obstruction of the Army Corps of Engineers, uh, these good people uh, made some wrong conclusions in a study that they uh, released in May of 2006. That was just nine months after the flooding, and um, the and the and the uh, Dr. Seed and his colleagues had to come back later and retract those wrong conclusions. So that just goes to show you they're good men because it takes a good person to say I made a mistake. Yeah. And yes. this and this is what really happened, and that was the focus of that New York Times article I mentioned a few minutes ago. Okay, now globally, is there any city that New Orleans moving forward to avoid a disaster like this could model their engineering off of? Is there any is there any city that that you found in your research and your study that has done a good job at diverting or Either pumping out water uh, that that's kind of caught your eye, city or, or country. That's a real easy answer. I actually was a, um, an invited guest of a congressional delegation visit to the Netherlands. They have the world's superior flood protection system, but the difference is they also have their country's uh, backing. Uh, it's a small country, and a, a large part of the country is is uh, has a lot of water. And so they have a, a big, big um, belief that they should protect all their people from flooding. If you walk up to someone in the Netherlands and ask them how far above or below sea level are you, they don't know. Uh-huh. But they trust their government. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, they trust their government to protect them. So yeah. they have the best. But it's also not fair to compare um, them, them to us in terms of their, their, uh, their country's um, what's their, their foresight and the emphasis they place in protecting their people. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so Holland is a. It would be a good, uh, a, a, a good a, a kind of infrastructure to 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 uh, duplicate or, or study. Do do you feel like um, 
the Army Corps of Engineers take that into consideration? Has that opinion been voiced to them? That, hey, you, you should study what they're doing over there in the Netherlands? Yes, it has. In fact, um, a member of the Army Corps was on the congressional delegation visit when I attended. So okay. we know, I, I know that uh, the, the works of the Netherlands have been brought to their attention. But you, you have to keep in mind the Army Corps yeah. of Engineers is is a, a part of the, the military structure, yeah. uh, infrastructure. <laughs> yeah. Army Corps of Engineers. So, and there, there are many who say maybe it shouldn't be that way in, the, in this country. Perhaps um, building civil infrastructure should not be built by the military. So it is what it is because it's always been that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of it's course. It's always been that way. Yeah. It, would, it would have to take a major change, change there. And the Army Corps works very hard to protect its turf. I, <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine so. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Um, now, what about what about sea level rising? Is that is that of concern to uh, to citizens of New Orleans? N- N- New Orleans is is actually very far from the ocean. Um, it, people, we're not a beachfront city like Mississippi, uh, and I mean, I mean, like um, you know, Biloxi and Mississippi and Mobile, Alabama. Uh-huh. We are actually pretty far inland. We're about a hundred miles inland. Oh, on wow. the other okay. hand. On the other hand, um, sea level rise is an issue because those wetlands uh, that protect us from storm surge uh-huh. you know, will be sinking if sea level rises. I mean, wetlands can rise with the sea, but not that fast, you know, it, it, only if they, they continue to be replenished with silt. And I don't want to get too complicated. But the, answer, the short answer is yes, it's a concern to us. Okay, okay. How does, how does levies.org, what, 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 what are you doing to move forward? What are your your future projects? Okay, my I have two projects. One is that that book I mentioned earlier. Um, I six publishers are interested in that book, Great. and I'm very close to getting a contract. And I, I expect that in the next couple of months. And the other thing that I'm that I'm working on is uh, my organization is preserving a house that was just a stone's throw from a levee breach site and preserving it as a museum. So anyone that wants to understand and learn about the flooding of New Orleans and uh, what happened here, what happened to the neighbors, uh, can visit this museum, which we'll have a ribbon cutting next month. Oh, fantastic. Amazing. Sandy, is, is, there, is there anybody else that you would like to um, uh, draw attention to that's, that's, that's helping you or, or, or supporting you? Any, anybody else that, uh, that you would like to, uh, to address? I, I, the, the best answer to that is you know, anything important you know, is done with the help and assistance and the input and the guidance of lots and lots and lots of people. And levies.org could never have accomplished what it did without all that support from lots of people. It started out me and my son. I was 48. My son was 15, barely 15 years old. Wow. But that's what, that's what it takes to start something. <laughs> but to finish something, you need a lot, a lot of people. And I, 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 I could name them all if I could. But but um, I, I hope that's the answer to the question that you were looking for. And how old is Stanford now? Twenty-eight. Oh wow! Okay, what a legacy he's building. Yeah, I just saw him this morning. The two of us worked on that flood museum I just spoke about. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, well, Sandy, uh, do you have any closing comments? Any closing remarks? Anything you'd like to leave with listeners? My closing remark is always beware um, when you when you hear about all the mayhem caused by water because chances are very very likely that the people was that there are people responsible and you may be looking right at those people so always beware Fantastic. look behind those words 
Sandy, thank you for joining Winwood Radio. We're excited to have had you on. Look forward to speaking to you in the future. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Sandy Rosenthal, a civic activist and founder of Levy's.org. She's working to improve the lives of not look not only not only those living in New Orleans, but those that are living in any global area prone to flooding. And as mentioned in this episode, that means you, New York. That means you, Miami. And even other places. Obviously, it sounds like the Netherlands has things under control. But places like Sacramento, California, are extremely prone to flooding. So I like the fact that she made a distinction very early on in the discussion that this wasn't a natural disaster. This was a man-made civil engineering disaster. And kind of like the overall message of this show, if you listen to the previous hour with Robert Bridge, If you're not going to get out and question authority, or as I've said before, hold your government to task, then you're not doing your society much good. I'm going to cut to a break. I will be right back with... My final closing thoughts. You've tuned in to Discussions of Truth on Winwood Radio. I'm your weekly host, Ian Hamilton Trottier.
and seek and destroy. I use that because I believe, like we all have our own interpretations of music, but to me, a chord is hit on seeking out corruption, seeking out ill will. Destroy it. Okay, I had to speak outside the microphone because that would have been loud. It was loud. But destroy it. Destroy. Malpractice. Levies.org? Excuse me. Levies.org? Is doing just that. Sandy Rosenthal and her son, Stanford, they're doing just that. Holding the Army Corps of Engineers or whoever they can to task for killing well over a thousand people with the breakage of those levees and displacing over 800,000 people. I mean, that is a major, major, major catastrophe that happened there should have been avoided by what? Just spending a little bit more money. It sounds like drilling down another 33 feet could have solved that problem. But instead, it caused the levees to collapse because the pillars and the strength was too weak and... There you go. You got major life-altering event for close to a million people. It's been a very active day on Winwood Radio. Author Robert Bridge, Midnight in the American Empire. The initial guest of the doubleheader. And now Sandy Rosenthal, just off the phone with us here. I thank you. For listening. I thank you for your support. Proctor 17 helping produce this show. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Reach out to them on Facebook. Listen to Winward Radio and patronage. patronage. Donate to the program. We're seeking out and destroying corporate greed, malpractice in medicine, wherever it may be. And we're taking people to to task, holding them honest, keeping them honest. That's what runs through the veins of this country, as far as I'm concerned. And to make sure it survives, that's what needs to be done. IanTrottier.com. Share this with a friend, family member, and until next week, folks, be absolutely awesome.